So, <clears throat> when we left Edgar, he was having some problems. The main one is that he can't seem to find a direction in life or make any sense of what the hell he's doing. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big problem. Yeah. Is this when um, he starts a podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, though. Welcome to We Talk About Dead People, a podcast where we pick two dead people and talk about their lives. I'm your host, Aaron C., and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James D. Say hi, James. How contagious is leprosy? I'm asking for a friend. Just, um... <laughs> we hope to keep our listeners entertained yeah. and interested while we break down these characters from the odd and exciting family that is humanity. The way this works is that James and, uh, James and I will do our amateurs' best to give a basic account of the major events in these people's lives and how they responded to them. We also hope to give a fairly accurate depiction of their individual character, which is impossible, but we're going to try anyway. So, James, who do we have this week? This week, we have Edgar Allan Poe and Clappy-Ass McHiggins. <laughs> I didn't fucking expect that. I did expect to hear a stupid name like Tarare or something. How about how about Voitech? Voitech. 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 It's not a technology company. Not yet. Well, maybe it is. What? Who might say? I don't know. It's a name. It's a name. Voitech. Name. Yeah. It's interesting. It's spelled Wojtech, but I was told that the pronunciation is Voitech. Ah. Mm-hmm. Well, to all our. Voge Tech friends out there, <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah. Does he have an actual full name, or she? Is she or he, or whatever? Uh, he. I could only find the first name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're in for, okay, a, so, in for a little treat. <laughs> so we have a famous depressed writer, right. Edgar Allan Poe, yeah. and Voge Tech. Yeah. All right, that's that's enough for me. I'm ready to go down to the history lab. Let's go down. Fuck yeah. One man, one Vogtech, a world of adventure. Is that it? One's no. <laughs> Alright, that's it. You know what? Just call it. Fuck no. it. So James, mm-hmm. if you could get famous for one mm. thing, what would it be? Being the tallest man alive. Because <laughs> everyone knows you're super short. No, I just want to stomp on uh, the Washington Monument. That's like a oh, dream that's a great of mine. idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a giant Lego. It would hurt, but oh man, it'd know? be worth it though. Oh, for sure. What about you? Mm. Uh, if I could become famous for anything, I think it would be, uh, love. Yes, love. Peace. It's a great love story, you know, because we don't have one of those today. I will tell you that right now. Haven't you the, ever heard of the Kardashians? I mean, that's true, but also... Besides them, obviously. Yeah, besides them. Yeah. There's, like, no good romances out there. Mm, none. Mm, none at all. Yeah. Uh, but I have to be level with you here, James. Uh-huh. I have been up since 2.30 this morning. And what, it is now... What time is it now? 5.45 in the afternoon slash evening. Now, tell me if I'm wrong, Aaron, but we usually don't record in the evenings? That's right, we don't. Ah. Mm-hmm. But today we are. That's because we're trying to get our great. shit together. 
Yeah, so we're, oh, we're trying to change our recording schedule a bit, which we'll see how it goes. Yes, and there's one other thing I need to say, okay. and that is our subjects today, one of them was selected by our patron, Ben. Ben. Who, yes, who is super cool, and here we are doing, and his, his pick was Edgar Allan Poe. Excellent, okay, so. Not Vojtech. I can't, I don't know if, even if Ben knows who Vojtech, he probably well, does. I mean. He seems like the type. <laughs> Vojtech is pretty much the Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, is it Vojtech or Vojtech? I don't know. Wikipedia is what I'm using here. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's spelled Vojtech. Okay. But it's pr- the pronunciation I looked it up and one website uh said Vojtech. So I'm just going to mm. say Vojtech. It's probably wrong, but you know, I'm not Slavic. How am I supposed to know? Yeah, I don't even know how to, to spell know? English. How to spell English? Or can you spell the English. word English? Don't I mean, a- don't <laughs> ask. Just don't. Okay. Let's move on. Don't ask. Don't tell, James. <laughs> yes, exactly. My language uh, skills are well. I put my points in other attributes. Let's just say hey, that. James, you want you want to hear one of the hidden benefits of recording in the evening? Hmm. You can drink beer while you record. Oh. Yes. Well, I, I, I say, old buddy, that we break out a couple of brewskis and watch the game. Uh, something like that. <laughs> Excellent. All right. What have you got? I've got, oh, well, it, we're recording on St. Patrick's Day, okay? We are? For, which, first of all, means we're super lame for not, for not partying. Not but partying. secondly, I'm drinking a Guinness. Obviously. Oh, of course you are. Yeah. Uh, and I am drinking... Homebrew piss beer. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm drinking gonna New say Belgium's. That's... I'm drinking a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger, which is a juicy haze IPA. So I have no idea what the fuck that means. Well, it's named after my ex girlfriend. <laughs> Voodoo juicy Ranger. Haze. Oh, or, or the, yeah, either one. Yeah. It was a juicy haze. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Uh, computer, well, please bring up what? Should we cheer? Should we t- tap oh, our glasses toast? to yeah, or cheer? Yeah, toast is what I was going for. Okay, what do, would you like to toast? I did the last toast, if uh, you'll recall. Yes. Okay, well, my toast is to toast that crispy bread with jam. The the nectar of life slathered all over it. Yeah, yep. It's like. All right. Pollution from a toaster, but the good kind. All right, so here we go. Okay. Here's the toast. Mmm. Ah. Carbs. That's the fuel I needed. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Computer, please bring up. Now, hold Uh, on. What? I'm kidding. Just just go Go for it. (laughs) Computer, please bring up Edgar Allan Poe and voice... Voitech. Affirmative, my lord. Take it away, James. Take it away. Tell me something specific. Tell me, Aaron, what is Edgar Allan Poe best known for? Edgar Allan Poe is best known for being the edgy writer who ate my son. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to accept it. I'm just going to (laughs) accept it. I will hush down the little questions in my eyes. All right, so, yep. I'll, okay, moving on, what does he yep. look like? 
What does he look like? What did he look like? He's a dead person. It's called We Talk About Dead People. No, uh, I want to know what he looks like right now. Well, probably kind of bleached. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, I got a picture of him in the dock. Yeah. I don't even know if you use the dock anymore, but here it is. The dock we don't have. I don't use uh, the dock because Big Pharma owns them all. <laughs> okay, so Edgar Allan Poe looks mm. like a smiley little bunch of fun. Mm, he does. I mean, just look at him. This is... Okay, I'm being sarcastic. This is like looking depression square in the face. <laughs> We're talking a massive forehead, a mustache so pathetic that it makes my patchy facial hair look good by comparison, yeah, and yeah. a hairstyle that Ron Weasley would probably like. <laughs> He's true. Yeah, I, I'm not even gonna explain that one. No. Everyone who listens to this loves Harry Potter, I think, so whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so he's got dark eye sockets, inconsistent eyebrows, and I can't even be sure that he has full-sized ears because his greasy hair is obstructing my view. Ew. That's all I got. Okay. So what did, what did, uh, what was Vojtek best known for? Vojtek is best known for being an Iranian slash Syrian slash Polish hero who fought in World War II. Wow, that's a lot of different nationalities. Yeah, he, he's all over the place, but... Well, good. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of all over the place, mm -hmm. was he all over the place? Did he die in the war? <laughs> you know, my grandfather died in the war, and... Oh, shit. I'm... No, he didn't. I, <laughs> uh, I lied. Again. Anyway. My grandfather fought the war on corn. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is that called? He was a farmer. I don't know. <laughs> but are you... Okay. Yeah, it is you a war. eat the corn. You grow it just to eat it. That's the war on corn. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a really good analogy to actual war. Mm -hmm. We're grown just to be the... The corn kernels in the army. Okay, so the physical description I have. <laughs> yes. What did what did Wojtek Wojtek best look like? Well, he, he, best look like. What did he look like? <laughs> Jesus. We've had half beer a beer. Is going straight to my. You've had half. Yeah. Oh, I'm almost done. I, I've had like two sips. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Get on my level, which is okay. Way lower than anyone else. So Wojtek, <laughs> he is all over the place. To answer your question, mm. because he's huge. He's like six feet tall, which was wow. pretty pretty big for the 1940s and 30s or whatever. Oh. But okay. he is also a very meaty, thick lad. <laughs> <laughs> At the time of his death, he weighed about 490 pounds. <laughs> I have no idea where the hell this is going. <laughs> or, or 220 kilograms for you socialists out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, he's okay. got a cute face, though. Oh. And I'd love to cuddle with him, but he could also rip my head off because he's, like, super strong. Damn. So he's this big, fat, strong boy. Um, <laughs> and he's gonna save World War II. No way. I'm oh, calling yeah. it right now. You, you just... No, okay. All right. Mm. It's, it's hey. not made up. Yeah. Okay. Should we go into Edgar Allan Poe's early life so we can get to the meaty, thick boy as soon as possible? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll begin like this, all right? Mm -hmm. You want to hear how stupid I am? Always. Let, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you how stupid I am. I am 25, yep. okay? I've lived a decent life. I'm a big reader, kind of a nerd, and let me tell you something. Yeah. 
It was not until I started researching Edgar Allan Poe for this podcast mm -hmm. that I learned that he was actually an American. Are you actually an American? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, until so the very sad. moment, until the very moment I logged onto the web to begin my research, I always assumed Edgar Allan Poe was British. Mm, right. So it blew my little mind, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well... I, I will I will tell the truth here too because I I am as stupid as well I knew that okay. he was American, but the way I found out is I I hate football I don't watch it I don't have a favorite team, but uh -huh. for some reason years ago I wanted to know why the Baltimore Ravens the the team were called the Ravens. Turns oh, no. out they're named after Edgar Allan Poe's most famous short story, The Raven. Y Right. It, what makes it worse is that there are three mascots, apparently. They're these big ravens, and their names are Edgar, Allen, oh, and Simon, for some reason. What? <laughs> are you kidding me? No, it's, it's Poe. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That would have been funnier. But... <laughs> I know, I know. I should be a uh, mascot writer. Yeah, you could do that. That's writer, yeah. not writer. I mean, you can be both. Don't limit yourself, James. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, okay. okay so, so now that we're we're both stupid, oh. right? Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but okay. Real quick, for me, okay, learning that Edgar Allan Poe was born in fucking Boston <laughs> was sort of like discovering the Queen of England was born in an off-grid trailer park in Alabama. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It was like, oh shit, my world is crashing down. Everything is a lie. Wow. But anyway, huh. enough about me. Is it? Uh, yeah, n never. <laughs> so Edgar Allan Poe was born in the January of 1809, the second of three children to a pair of actors named Elizabeth and David Poe Jr. Oh. Now, Jr. is not a family man. Okay. Well, yeah, so he immediately fucks off somewhere else a year later. <laughs> Look, they're actors in 1809, okay? Yeah. The only other actor in the 1800s was John Wilkes Booth, okay? It's, right. a, it's a bad <laughs> occupation to hold in that era. Right, yeah, okay. So I can see that, where And that's going. true. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're theater people, you know? They, they, have, they like to have little, little adventures and whatnot. Right. But anyway, so Dad leaves, like, a year later, and then Edgar Allan Poe's mother dies of consumption, which is tuberculosis, Ew. shortly thereafter. Yikes. Which is just a great start for, <laughs> for little Eggy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, anyway, so there was, this, there was this lad, this guy, who lived nearby named John Allen, mm -hmm. uh, who is a successful and rich merchant who traded commodities such as tobacco, cloth, wheat, tombstone, and slaves. Uh, that just went downhill so fast. And, yeah. it, and it started with tobacco, too. I was thinking, oh, this guy, he's... Well, no, he's also a gravestone trader and a slaver. Great. Yeah. And he's a, he's a real Marlboro man, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> apparently. Yikes. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, Edgar Allan Poe lives with this new family. Mm. This John Allen brings him in. All right, and he's this rich guy. He's like, yeah, come live with me, kid, because he has no parents, right? right. Yeah, that's a good move. So Edgar Allan Poe lives with his new family and is baptized into the Episcopal Church. Mm -hmm. Sure. Oh, geez, that beer's coming back. Sorry. Uh, I didn't finish it. I'm like three sips in. Uh, anyway, so when Poe is six, the family goes to Britain for a while. Good. 
uh, where Poe goes to school and learns how to spell things the wrong way, right. by which I mean he starts putting U's and E's where they don't belong. Valor. V-A-L-O-R. It's American that way. Yeah, it is. It's like watching Sesame Street on cocaine. You just spell everything wrong. That's basically There's what There's no is. U in Valor. <laughs> There's only, only your country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. Anyway, so in Poe's six, the family goes to Britain for a while, right. where Poe goes to school and learns how to spell things the wrong way. Shit, I already read this line. Uh, yeah. Shit. Can you mark so the family stays in Britain for five years before moving back to Virginia. Okay. So they're just like, I guess we'll just check out the old country. And they get there and they're like, this place sucks. And so they go right back home. Yeah. Yeah. Makes um, sense. But anyway, so things are going well for now. Mm -hmm. uh, Poe's still in school and such. And in 1925, John Allen's uncle dies. Did you say 1925? 1825. I'm so sorry. You're, you're fine. 1825. John Allen's uncle dies and uh, leaves something in the neighborhood of $20 million in today's money to geez. his already wealthy merchant nephew, John. Great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, we need to lose an uncle is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, not only that, but like right now. Yeah, like right now. Right we could now. fund the podcast forever. How easy is it to get away with murder? Asking for a friend again. I'm just going to carry on. So John Allen, <laughs> John Allen, now more loaded than ever, buys a two-story house to celebrate this victory, nice. and they all move in. At this time, Edgar Allan Poe is like 15 or 16, and he's fallen in love with a girl oh. named Sarah Elmira Royster. Uh, sure, the name, uh, that's a hill we can get over, but he's in love. <laughs> it's teenage, yeah. the teenage years, he's got his gal. This is a good story. It can only yeah, I mean, end well, right? He's like 16 years old. He's found this girl he likes. Um, he's getting himself registered for uh, for college. Are you opening beer number two? Well, good for you. Well, you know. He's, <laughs> he's going to the University of Virginia to study what? Linguistics. Nice. Hilariously, this university was founded by Thomas Jefferson. And because it was Thomas Jefferson, the university had a whole bunch of rules about horses, gambling, guns, tobacco, and alcohol. But, like... Nobody followed the rules, because guess what? what? The students controlled pretty much everything on campus. <laughs> that was Thomas Jefferson's brilliant idea. Right, for the people, yeah. by the people. <laughs> but no uh, horses. <laughs> so it was a real shit show of a college, and while attending, Edgar Allan Poe got himself addicted to gambling oh, and God. started losing money really fast. <laughs> sure, as one Yeah, does. he was... In fact, he was so addicted that he lost contact with his lady love. Oh, no. Uh, and had to ask his old dad to send some extra bucks for him because he got he basically gambled away everything he had. Wow. Daddy-o sends along said bucks, which Edgar <laughs> which Allan Poe Which is just an uses. uncle. The uncle yeah. appears like, all right, you can kill me for money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, dad sends the money and Edgar Allan Poe gambles it away mm. of... You know, obviously, it's right. a hell of an addiction. So, he goes further into debt. And eventually, he drops out of college, um, but refuses to go back home because he learned that his girl, Sarah, gave up on him and married someone else. Wow, that's quite the, the 180. Yeah. So, he was, he was doing fine. Then he got to college, mm. and shit hit the fan. Yeah. So. so, I mean, what do you do, right? 
What do you do when you drop out of college, you lose the girl you were going to marry, yeah. you have no direction in life, you have a horrible addiction? What do you do? Well, I mean, usually a, a war comes along and you can join up. But yeah, it's a little too of. early for the 1860s. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, here's what you do mm-hmm. when you drop out of college and you lose the girl to an addiction. Oh, no. You hit what I call the useless bastard trail. <laughs> And we'll be talking about the useless bastard trail just a little bit here. Um, (laughs) A life story, I hope. Uh, Possibly. (laughs) Um, So anyway, he hits said useless bastard trail and starts working whatever odd jobs will tolerate his raggedy ass. Mm -hmm. Um, He even starts going under a pseudonym, which is so stupid because it's French. It's Henri Le René. I feel like that would bring more attention to you if yeah if he's trying to like get away from his past. But Bit of an eccentric, sure, uh, and sure. I I don't know why he picked Henri Le René. Uh, I just don't know. Um, but we all know that this is where the useless bastard trail ends. It has two major termini. In fact, becoming a Frenchman. One- the, becoming a Frenchman, the uh, one end of this useless bastard trail is suicide, hmm. and the other end of the useless bastard trail is what? Is it drinking? No, it's the military. Oh, oh, okay. So I was right earlier. I mean, you want to get you want your life's gone to shit. You're like, I need a decent wage. I need something to do. Maybe yeah. something to stand for. Military. Yeah, got it. And this, after this I graduated college. Did I tell you after I graduated college, I thought about joining the military? That's that's horrifying that the defense <laughs> of these lands would be in your hands. <laughs> that is... Whew, man, I'm... The only reason I didn't join was because of this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't join because I, I know I don't have a stomach for it. Anyway, so Edgar Allan Poe decides that uh, since nothing else has worked out in his life, as he's imagined, he's going to join the army, and join the army he does under another pseudonym. Edgar A. Perry. He didn't even change the last <laughs> name, the first letter of the last name. It might as well have just been Poey. Like, he just pronounced Poe, Poey, with the E. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, and he also claims he's 22 when he's really 18. Why? I don't know. I guess so he can get in. Um, See, that's... But I thought the age to get in was 18, so what the fuck? Well, <laughs> you know. I don't know, but that's that's the name you come up when you're you're telling the enlisting the enlisting officer what your name is, and then halfway through you're like, oh shit, I should probably give a pseudonym, Edgar A. Porary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the enlister was yeah. like, say that again. Actually, okay, so shit, you're in because we need yeah. more troops. <laughs> we need as many people on that wall as possible. Yep. So anyway, joining the military has a lot of sweet benefits, even back then, uh, like getting paid five sweet dollars a month uh, and walking endlessly around the wall tops of Fort Independence and being hella bored. So in his boredom, Edgar Allan Poe writes poems! And what's this? Um. He writes so many that he feels like he could release a book. So he does, (laughs) and like nobody reads it because nobody cares! This is the most annoying person you ever meet at a coffee shop. I know! (laughs) There is... (laughs) <laughs> because they've written their own book of poems and <laughs> well no one no one read it because they just they just don't get it but uh oh did you know that I was in the armed forces actually yeah so I'm, uh-huh. I'm kind of a hero and a poet like a Greek of old <laughs> support like, the troops by my shitty book <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, that's uh, actually also not too far from what happened later. Oh, no. Uh, okay, like I said, nobody reads his book because no one cares, and no one knows who he is. And, you know, it's a book of shitty poems, so there's that. Right. <laughs> but not everything's bad for old Edgar, all right? Okay. He does manage to get a promotion and is paid the princely sum of $10 a month to make well, artillery shells. Oh, shit. Well, he's yeah. earning twice as much as he did. That's quite the raise. He, he is, and I actually have no idea what the inflation rate is at this time, so it might be enough. I you really don't? don't? Jeez, you call yourself I... educated. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's making ten bucks a month. I mean, plus he's, you know, food and board and you know, all the rest. And right, right. If you can call barracks and hardtack, you know, room and board. Oh, yeah. uh, but anyway, he does this artillery making so well that he achieves the highest possible rank for a non-commissioned officer. Oh, wow. Um, but he's done with this military thing. He's been at it for five years. He's like, ah, there's no war for me to fight. I'm just making artillery. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, the only it, bombs I'm... I want to drop are my poems. Yeah. <laughs> and he will, baby. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway. So he has a plan, all right? Mm -hmm. uh, he goes to his commanding officer and tells him, first off, that he's actually not named Edgar Perry. <laughs> he's named Edgar Poe. And the commander's like, what the fuck? Why? Why would you change it? Like, right. give yourself a cool name. Like, you stayed Edgar. Like, right, right. It's like, what about Henri or something like that? The guy's just like, no, no, you you don't get it. Edgar. Eggy. I'm the Eggman. Yeah, start a waffle company. Just don't change yeah. your name to something better. Ego Perry, Ego Allen Poe. I love it. All right, so he he has he has a he has an ace up his sleeve, right? Okay. Okay. Edgar Poe tells his commanding officer that, oh, sorry, you have to discharge me because I lied about my age. <laughs> now this is years after he's lied, right? Yeah. So he's yeah. of eligible age at this point. He's He's 23. Oh. Um, so uh, the commanding officer is like, all right, you fucking loser. Yeah. I will grant your discharge on literally one condition. Mm -hmm. Call your dad. <laughs> I'm a counselor on the side. Yeah. He, so he wants Edgar Allan Poe to make up with his dad mm -hmm. because, you know, like he, Edgar Allan Poe had kind of a bleak history with him. You know, but that, that's... What a hero. <laughs> like, this guy, this douchebag who's been, you know, like... Instead of watching for the enemy, he's just writing poetry under the moonlight. And then he comes to you, he's like, I'm quitting, and I've lied about all the information I've told you. <laughs> and the officer's like, well, you really need to fix the relationship with your dad. Yeah, you've got daddy issues, he's bro. He's a good guy, yeah. So, John Allen, Poe's foster father, mm -hmm. if you remember, mm -hmm. isn't having it. Oh. Poe sends letter after letter to try to make things right, but all of them are ignored. Oh. And it isn't until his foster mother actually dies, huh. uh, and Poe shows up the day after the funeral, <laughs> right? Just sort of like appears, he's like, I heard mom died. Yeah. <laughs> he's, and... a, he's British now, sorry. Um, well, he's so yeah, probably he's... doing a fake British accent at this point. <laughs> That's true. Or a French one. Right, right. Um, but anyway, so he arrives uh, He arrives at home the day after the funeral, after a long absence. Douche. And John Allen finally softens up and agrees to help Poe get his discharge, mm -hmm. on the understanding 
that he would go to West Point Military Academy. <laughs> so you kicking him right back in. Yeah. Uh. But, you know, you go there to become an officer, not just some... That's true. You know, That's true. Yeah. Shell maker. So Poe finally gets out of the military, mm-hmm. uh, releases a second book of poems, which nobody reads, <laughs> and starts attending the West Point uh, Academy, Military Academy, in the July of 1830. Hmm. Back, okay. Right back in, like you said. But he doesn't last long. Surprising. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his dad John gets remarried to a woman. Remember, uh, his wife died uh, yeah, rather yeah, recently. Yeah. He gets married to a, a woman who has a problem with John, basically babysitting children born out of wedlock, what? which she believes is immoral. You shouldn't foster kids that are born out of wedlock. <laughs> That's totally punishing the sons for the sins of the fathers. Yeah, and, and that's not a sin. <laughs> that's kind of like half oh. the point. <laughs> like, they don't have parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're he, gonna be their parents. He's not real parents. <laughs> he's not a babysitter. He's an adoptive father. There's a huge difference. I know. I know. So anyway, okay. John Allen does the obvious thing, mm-hmm. right? And just like straight up disowns Edgar. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, wow. To this, Edgar responds by getting himself court-martialed oh, at West Point by refusing to actually attend classes or drills. Yeah, I've heard you have to do those things at West Point. I've just heard You it. have to do those things. Yeah. yeah um, so he was kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at this point, it looks like Edgar Allan Poe's life is either over or he's going to spiral into a place that makes it even worse somehow. True. But... You know, I think either way, he's back on the useless bastard trail. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, and we'll oh. find out more about that when we come back to him for his adult life, which is strikingly short, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Is he going to so, die tragically? Don't tell me. No, don't tell me. I'm, no, I'm not spoiling I don't, shit for you. I've read a lot of his works, but I don't know anything about his life. So. I have read fucking nothing by Edgar Allan Poe. Really? I did read The Raven for this, but I've, I've never read anything else, I don't think. Oh, you're missing out. You'll have to fill us in on what I'm missing out on. Okay, well. But we'll in the meantime, yeah, yeah. will you fill us out, fill us in, mm-hmm. uh, with... Uh, Physically? Uh, oh, with... Ma- you right. know, right, of dude, course, with the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tell us about Vojtek's early life. Voy... Vojtek. Okay, so Vojtek, I'm just, I'm just gonna go with Vojtek. I know okay. it's... I don't know. That's what I was told to do by some lad on the internet. I can think of some Voge texts you're going to really offend by saying that. There's th- literally thousands of them. But, you know, if yes. we're going to lose one demographic, that might as well be it. Might as well be the Voge texts of the, <laughs> the world. The Voge, yeah. They're, so, like, listening to this. They're listening to this going, It's fucking Voge tech, man! You know, <laughs> ripping their earbuds out at the factory and throwing their box on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's... Oh, oh okay. You can't crack all the omelets to make a bird in the bush, like they say. Okay. <laughs> so, Wojtek, Wojtek was born in the year 1942, probably? Maybe? Okay. Near Wait. the city... What? 1942? Yeah. I thought he was a World War II hero. He is. How? <laughs> You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Alright. Take yeah, so you, you caught on. He was born in the year 1942, near the city of Hamadan in Iran. Okay. And, uh, but he, he was pro- his family was probably from Syria way back in the day. 
Um, okay. I don't know. But he, he's in Iran. That's the important, important point. Anyways, Wojtek had a pretty good upbringing for being alive in 1942. Right. He had a nice family, and uh, for food, his mom would take him and the siblings out into the Iranian wilderness to forage for various types of food. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, so pretty hardcore. Uh, but it actually worked, because there's... It's not just a desert. Iran actually is a pretty lush place. Uh, so this carried them through for a little while. Uh, but actually, it didn't. Uh, that was a lie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so before Wojtek turned one, he and his mother were out foraging for food one day when there was an accident or some oh, no. sort. Maybe it wasn't an accident? I, I don't know. It could have just been blatant murder. <laughs> oh, shit. We don't know. I don't okay. know. Anyway, some dude shoots and kills Wojtek's mom, and she just falls down dead on the spot. Like, Jesus! I know, just in the middle of the Iranian wilderness. Boom. God. There goes mom. Yeah. Now, remember that Wojtek is, like, less than a year old. Uh, uh-huh. So he's just laying there next to his dead mom, crying. Probably oh, gonna shit. just gonna die there, because he's less than one. Right. Uh, thankfully, though, a small Kurdish boy happened upon him and found Wojtek and carried him back home to save him. Uh, and so Wojtek survived. He was he was fed and cared for by this little Kurdish boy. Wow. And that is where we will leave him until we return. Well, damn. That's a killer start. Yeah, it's, it's like right into the fire just immediately. Damn. I gotta take a drink for that. Yeah, same here. Let's... Drink mm. to, uh, drink to the Kurds. To the Kurds. <laughs> what was a small, way. a small Kurdish boy who found him. Oh, to the small Kurdish boy, yes, to the mm-hmm. small Kurdish boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, let's yes. get back into Edgar Allan Poe, because I want to see how his, how his short life goes. It, I, I don't know. The, the useless bastard trail continues. Mm. Um... <laughs> So, this is Edgar Allan Poe's Should we Poe's rename our life. podcast to that? <laughs> the Useless Bastard Podcast. I think so. Oh, uh, yeah. We might run into some problems with iTunes. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We'd have to, like, put an asterisk in the A. Both of the A's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> when we left Edgar, he was having some problems. Mm-hmm. The main one is that he can't seem to find a direction in life or make any sense of what the hell he's doing. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big problem. Yeah. Is this when um, he starts a podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, though. Oh, no. Um, but the one thing he's done sort of consistently is write poetry. Oh, great. So, yeah. So he releases another book with the help of some of his cadet friends from West Point, mm-hmm. like... I think they wanted the best for him or something. He dedicated this book to them, by the way. Oh. Um, but he also goes back t- to Baltimore to live with his aunt. Okay. Yeah. And his cousin. Sure. Thus the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> <Because> any- <laughs> One thing led to another, and Al- Edgar Allan Poe turned into a giant fucking raven. <laughs> All right, so Poe actually started working full-time as a writer, and it was a shitty time to do it. Sure. Uh, because, get this, Americans were not getting published that much. Yeah, anything besides farmer or soldier in the 1800s is just a bad career choice. Yeah, so new books by Americans just weren't as popular as all the old ones by the British. Mm. 
Um, Because they were like classics and, you know, this is literature from the old country that everyone reads. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, So he kept writing, often going hungry and failing to make ends meet, forcing him to beg for money on Patreon. Uh, No, forcing him to beg for money from people who actually did publish whatever few works he could get them to buy. And they just forgot to pay him. Uh, oh, that's, because you know <laughs> they did that's not what happens. <laughs> no, they were like, "Oh, yeah, look, your poetry is r- really, really good, okay, but right now funds are just a little tight." They didn't. We're gonna have that to, was just. <laughs> they were pity we're buys. Have, we're gonna have to pay you in grass, <laughs> and not the good grass. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Poe starts spending a lot more time working on prose, hmm. uh, and he end- ends up making really good friends with a wealthy man named John Kennedy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so he's friends with the president. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, not John F. Kennedy. Come on. John Kennedy is super impressed with Edgar, oddly enough, and pays to have his stuff placed on prominent shelves around the city. Ooh, we got top shelf poetry here. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. getting. He's he's like trending. Right, right. He's, he's bought. He's got the Google ads. He, right. He has a Twitter hashtag in his name. That is, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Poe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so in the meantime, this connection also got him a job as an assistant editor to the uh, at the Southern Literary Messenger. Okay, nice. Which is good. That's consistent work. You know, being an assistant editor is nothing to sneer at, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. However, he loses this job <laughs> within a few weeks. Oh, God. For coming to work drunk. <laughs> he is a podcaster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes and gets himself a license uh, for something. Mm-hmm. A, uh, actually, it was a license for a marriage. Uh, and, and who is he marrying? Oh, right, his cousin. Who's 13? <laughs> He's I, fucking 26. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, dear. I want to just skip over this, but... Dear let, me. <laughs> let's not. Not only did he marry... Uh, you, let's skip over it. Let, we don't need to go into that. That's You okay. know, I probably read it in the wrong order. It's probably he married a 13-year-old who was his cousin. Mm. Did they find out after they're married, they're doing their, like, genealogy history, and then... Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Oh, shit. no. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll be overlooked by the fact that you're a child, and I am in yeah. my 20s. <laughs> yeah. So, after getting his marriage license... Mm-hmm. He goes back to the job he lost, probably because he was like, oh shit, I'm marrying a 13-year-old. Sure. I probably need some money. <laughs> <laughs> right. He promises his he promises his boss that he'll behave properly, he won't come in drunk anymore, mm. uh, and is actually reinstated. <laughs> so he gets his job back. Nice. Uh, and then he marries his now 14-year-old cousin so the with a witness... Doesn't... I know, with a witness lying to everyone, saying she's actually 21, what the fuck? These people bought it. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. The lying about the age thing is really a theme in his life. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of, it keeps coming up. <laughs> So hmm. then Poe finds a little more success. He sells a collection of stories, which gets ho-hum reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, he's writing more and more now, uh, mostly literary criticism and essays. 
He also wanted to start his own journal called The Stylist, so of he's starting course. a podcast, is yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Uh, in the early 1840s, uh, he was also chasing a job in President Tyler's administration. Never heard of him, so yep. go on. <laughs> um, This was actually a promising lead, and he had a meeting set up with a friend of the president's who might actually be able to get him said job in oh. the cabinet, the administration of President Tyler. <laughs> Shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know. If President Tyler is even considering hiring... <laughs> I know. Like, like these, oh, these wash-ups for his cabinet, I would have voted against him. That's a big, big sign. I, I, It's so weird because it's just like he just happened to know a rich guy who knew another guy who was friends with the president. It's like, I'll get you a job in the administration. So are you saying like, that money talks more than credentials? Uh, I'm not saying that at all. I'm Good. saying connections. Connections oh, are the key to getting okay. your career off the ground. Oh. Just meet the right people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like I said, it was actually a promising lead, and then he had a meeting. Uh, but Poe missed the meeting. Hmm. Because he was drunk. <laughs> he was he so said he was close. sick. <laughs> he said he was sick, but most people just assumed he was drunk. But we're going to get to this again later, okay? Oh, so oh, just great. Hold on to that little post-it. <laughs> then, in 1842, his child cousin wife hmm. got tuberculosis. I, uh, I'm Well, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, she's like singing and playing the piano and suddenly she's coughing up blood. Not good. Um, so, Poe responds to this, naturally, mm-hmm. by drinking heavily <laughs> and quitting his job to go elsewhere, namely... Uh, to the Broadway Journal, where he became the editor. Mm. So, moving up, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, but but <laughs> at the cost mm. of not being in the president's cabinet. I mean, mm. it is moving up. I misspoke when I said cabinet. Oh, it just it, just somewhere in the administration. Fridge? Oh, administration. I don't fucking know. Okay, somewhere up there. All right. <laughs> yeah. So he's got this editing job uh, at the Broadway Journal. Mm-hmm. And he proceeds to fuck this up um, by publicly accusing a well-known writer. Uh, I don't know. You may have heard of him. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. <laughs> he starts accusing Why? Longfellow of plagiarism. Okay. Which was so shocking to most writers of the day that they just stopped talking to Edgar Allan Poe. Wow. And then, kind of out of nowhere, he pens his master stroke, The Raven. This man is lucky. (laughs) I know. Or unlucky. I can't decide. I mean, okay, I did read The Raven, like I said, for this show. Mm -hmm. And it's really freaking good. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I mean, this was a poem that made Edgar Allan Poe a household name. Ironically, because he first published it under a fake name. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, he did. Edgar Allan Poeto. (laughs) <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Edgar Allan, not Edgar Allan Poe. Anyway, yeah, so the the Raven is a dark and frankly disturbing piece about a guy who's lost his lady love being visited by a raven that only says the word nevermore. Hmm. I should say that in like a crow accent. <laughs> nevermore! <laughs> that was never more. That was a I thought himself, of... not a crow. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I thought about reading it on the air, but it's like way too long. Um, mm. 
I will encourage you to read it for yourself because it's really dark shit and it's also great poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like it's like that fun kind of poetry where everything rhymes perfectly and the meter is exact and you know it's not fucking around by changing meters between stanzas and shit. It's just straight up you can read it front to back and it sounds and feels awesome. I don't know what those so anyway, words mean, but I'm with you. Uh, okay, so it it totally makes sense that it'd be popular because it's mega dark and mega readable, and you know, people really like it. And interesting um, enough, America went through this like emo stage throughout the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that torture exhibits were huge. Like instead of circuses going around with you know all sorts of elephants and stuff, they would just had have torture instruments, and Americans would pay to go see them. Like not much Shit. has changed, but uh-huh. great, great people, really, the best. I mean, we still go see Hollywood movies, and those are basically torture instruments. So. Yeah, I mean, we oh, still shit. go to Denny's, and I. <laughs> so anyway. He gets really popular for this poem, and but nonetheless, even with fame on his side, the Broadway Journal fails, ah. and Poe moves to New York. Okay, and he brings his wife, child, with him, <laughs> but she dies less than a year later in 1847. Well, that is sad. I mean, and yeah, it really brings life. him down. Yeah, it's and it's reflected more and more in his work because remember he lost his mom, he lost his foster mom mm-hmm. he lost his lady love in college she didn't die but he lost her mm-hmm. and now he's lost his cousin and who knows how many uncles yeah <laughs> at least one <laughs> yeah um so he, he he starts writing darker and darker shit um and he tried dating again later uh in fact dating another poet named sarah helen whitman never a good idea one poet in a relationship is too much well but- i mean his parents were both actors i can't think of like a second best worst <laughs> relationship than two poets right Um, but anyway, so he couldn't keep his shit together, though. Mm -hmm. He was just drinking way too much and was starting to behave in unpredictable ways. Mm. Oh, no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that's where we'll leave Poe for now. And when we come back, we'll be talking about his end and death. So by unpredictable, you mean stupid and unsafe. And drunk. Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, yeah. Hey, speaking Uh, of drunk, let's take a little breaksy-doodle. Okay. Because I need a third beer. Mm. I haven't even finished beer one. Jesus. Okay. What a light lady. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. You guys want to meditate with me? It's a good mid-show uh, practice. Really, really helps improve the day, the mood, and uh, decreases hair loss actually because of the stress. Uh, so. Wherever you are, even if you're operating a car or heavy machinery, I need you to close your eyes, let go, and transport with me to a whole other world. Look, look where you're standing. You're standing on a cloud, a beautiful cloud, and on this cloud is a city. A city so pure that even potato chips come in bags with no leftover air in them. 
So you're paying for a full bag of potato chips. Not half a bag, or a third of a bag, with a little air pocket, but a full bag. That, that, my friends, is peace. Now think to yourselves, as you open your mouth and lay a nice, salty, oily, crisp on your tongue. Hear it crackle beneath your teeth. And think to yourself, why yes, I would like to buy plane tickets to see a golf tournament. Peace. What is peace? What is life? What is the end? These are words and questions that we will not answer today because you have potato chips. And that is all that one needs. Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, this is not a mirror, it's a window. A window into another plane of existence where everything is better. The next time you brush your teeth, I want you to reach out and touch the mirror. Touch your other being in this better existence. Touch the better you. I just got a text message from Aaron but I'm not gonna read it because the better me doesn't text. The better me doesn't drive drunk. The better me doesn't beat people on the sidewalk whenever he comes across someone walking their dog. No, the better me looks into that mirror, looks into the eyes of my clone and says, I will be you and you will be me and we shall join our existences in this shiny wall. Would you like a potato chip? You can't have any, because the better me doesn't share. The better me keeps it all for myself. Now, this is also a reminder to brush your teeth twice a day, three, if necessary, and floss. Floss as well, it's just as important as brushing, and people often forget. But you need those white castle towers for those potato chips. Because what is a man or a woman who has potato chips, but has no teeth to chew? That is evil. That is the end. That is sin. And that's it. That is peace. Ugh. How's it going, buddy? I died. I heard. <laughs> All right, so I'm good.
Great, I gotta open beer number- Brewski number Trace! Okay, I'm finishing Brewski number one. Ugh. Mine is significantly stronger than yours, though. What's, What's your, the uh... Um... I've got... 11.2. No, you don't. Fuck off. You're uh, I do! I, well, it's a fluid- that was fluid ounces. Um... <laughs> it's funny. Uh, well, I get five cents uh, for cash refund if I turn in the bottle or the caps. That's I don't, good. I don't know how yeah. that works. I don't recycle. Uh, that's good. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna go grab beer number two. Oh, dude. I thought you had. No, I've had only one, man. I'll be you... right back. Just hang in there. Okay. Be patient. I'll be patient. Patience. Another word that strikes fear into the modern American, the modern society. We want everything now, and we're not willing to wait. Okay. Where were we? Um, we were moving into Voitex Adult Life. Voitex Adult Life. I'm ready. Are our mm. listeners ready? Take it away. I'm going to try to slam this second beer while you... Yeah, slam it. All right. So, <laughs> before we get on with Voitex uh, Adult Life, we need to do a little <sighs> a little bit of context reviewing and back up a few years to the magical happy year of 1939. Ah, the happiest of years. Yeah, it is. It really was. Mm. So, once upon a time, World War II began. <laughs> <laughs> and Poland is fucked. Okay. If you haven't if you haven't heard it already. It's I know it's kind of new news, but yeah, it's news to me. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I never heard of Poland anyway. Yeah, it's it's a magical land. So Hitler and his boys take the western half of Poland and kill a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And then Stalin and his boys take the eastern half of Poland and also kill a bunch of people. But What's often forgotten is that Stalin actually deported hundreds of thousands of Polish people to de detainment camps in Russia. What? Yeah. Because He so took a bunch of Poles right out of Poland? Yeah, and he, he took them to Russia, which is never, never good. But it's kind oh, of overlooked Christ. by, you know, Hitler's death camps. Right. And, and Stalin was our ally, okay? At least for World War II, not afterwards, but... We can overlook no, immediately that. afterwards. Like, <laughs> never mind. Like, but Uncle Joe is a good guy, at least for six <laughs> years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he. So Stalin's taken a bunch of poles to Russia. Not great. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, we think of Hitler and we think of the Germans, the Nazis being terrible to the Polish people. After all, one in four Polish people died because of the Nazis. Christ. Yeah, it's uh, it's a goddamn nightmare. But Stalin, spoiler alert, actually was also kind of a terrible dude. No way. Yes way. The way. The way. The truth and the life. I uh, sorry. <laughs> it's even funnier the second time. So hun <laughs> Stalin is Jesus. Okay, so hundreds oh, of thousands. <laughs> of Polish soldiers and citizens end up in Russian POW camps, basically. Okay. But this is where things get kind of awkward. Okay. Uh, 
Hitler and Stalin, ha they have this kind of peace treaty going on for a little while. But then Hitler kind of totally betrays this treaty and invades Russia, in case you... Right. Yeah. yeah, so that happened. So the Soviet Union is now involved in this old WW2 thing, and, mm -hmm. and on the Allied side. But here's the thing. Guess who's also on the Allied side? Oh no. Yeah. Oh dear. Poland. So, Awkward. <laughs> so, pretty much. Stalin realizes that basically he and the Poles wore the same dress to prom. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this looks kind of bad that he's holding fellow allies entertainment camps. Yeah! So he lets a lot of them go. He's like, okay, oh. you're on my side, right? So you can, you can get out of here. Good old Uncle Joe. But... <laughs> He doesn't let them help the Soviets fight the, the Germans on the Eastern Front. He's like, I don't trust you with my own troops. No, if you want to fight the Germans, here's what you gotta do. You gotta make it to British territory. And we're not gonna help you get there, okay? You're on your own. Which means there's a problem. They're in oh, Russia. Right. So they've gotta travel, these Polish people, they're gonna have to walk all through Russia into Iran. Through Iran to Iraq, through Iraq to Syria, through Syria to the Levant, and finally get to Egypt, which is controlled by the British, so they can then be shipped somewhere else to fight the Germans. It's not a great position to be in. Okay, so Stalin is like, yeah, uh, I gotta get rid of these, these guys somehow. Like, they're Polish and we're allied with the Allies now. Yeah. What can I do? Huh? How about send them on a death march? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You guys can fend for your, yourself. I've got a, I've got a war to worry about. Right. Yeah. Worry. <laughs> I've got a worry. Well, I burped at the same time I said worry, so. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's, it's a bad place. Anyway, but thousands of these Polish people, they say, you know what? We're gonna do it because we want to get the hell out of the Soviet Union for one thing. And they also want to piss in Hitler's lemonade out of revenge for the whole Operation Fuck Poland thing. Right. <laughs> so so you're with me so far. You've got these Polish Yeah, people. I'm totally with you. Perfect. I'm totally with you. Okay. So some of these Polish soldiers and civilians, they travel from Russia into Iran, and they arrive at the city of Hamadan in Iran. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that the right way, but whatever. And they arrive there in April of 1942. Mm. Now, one of mm. these Polish civilians is eighteen year in, is a 18-year-old woman named Irina. Mm -hmm. Turns out she's actually related to one of the last Polish presidents before the Germans invaded Poland years earlier. Oh, shit. He served for one day. And then uh, had to uh resign. <laughs> so it doesn't mean much. Great <laughs> legacy. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so um, that's th that's not important, and in fact, she's not too important to the story. But she's here in Habadan with a bunch of other Polish people, and she comes across our boy Wojtek, who is Ooh. one year old in the city of Hamadan, and she sees Wojtek and is like, "Well, I have to adopt him because Aww. he doesn't have a mother." Oh, yeah. So she uh. She buys Wojtek from the little Kurdish boy. 
Oh, sh I was totally on the little Kurdish boy's side. She's... He sold a baby. <laughs> well, you can still be on his side. It'll it'll make sense later. Uh, but she does okay. pay for Wojtek. So, okay. yeah, who knows? But now, now the important thing is she is the adoptive mother of Wojtek. So mm. he finally has a mother. Uh, after the first one was shot by a hunter. Christ almighty. Yeah. So she starts taking care of him, feeds him, and raises him as her own for about three months in a, in a Polish refugee camp in Iran. Okay. Well, at the end of those three months, some Polish soldiers were, uh, well, they're part of the Polish sec 22nd Artillery Supply Company. Okay. And uh, they're getting ready to leave for Egypt. So it's a slow-moving refugee trail. Like, <laughs> right, right. you can stay places for months. But these soldiers, they're like, okay, we're leaving now. We're going to Egypt. We've got to fight some Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason... Irina decides that it would be a great idea to give her baby to these soldiers. Huh? Yeah. I don't, uh. Maybe because the baby would get to Egypt, which would be safer. Um, okay. Maybe the soldiers get better food than the refugees. I don't know. Okay. Um, but she does it anyway. And she okay. gives the soldiers this one-year-old baby. And they're like, okay. <laughs> kind of. Um, they actually fucking love the baby. They love Aww. Wojtek. Yeah. So they, <laughs> it becomes this like adoptive company of brothers and fathers to to little Voj, little Wojteki. Yeah. That is so cute. I know. <laughs> they make him the mascot of their company. <laughs> <laughs> and they named him Wojtek. Hmm. Which, so he didn't have that name until then. He didn't have a name up until then, as far as we know. Shit. Yeah. I don't know if he was unnamed or if we just don't have the name, but... They name him Wojtek, which is an old Slavic name that traces back to the meaning of Happy Warrior. Which is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So now Happy Warrior and his boys are they're off through the Middle East in order to get to Egypt. Um like some really oh. weird backwards telling of the Exodus story. <laughs> they're taking the baby back to Egypt. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No so, you're going to be a pharaoh motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, let my No. no oh, <laughs> cut that out. I didn't think of the word anyway. <laughs> Soon thereafter, these soldiers, uh, they start their march from Iran, through Syria, through Palestine, and into British Egypt. So they're on their way. Hell yeah! They gotta join up with the Brits, because the Brits will help them fight the Nazis, or something like that. Yeah. Right, right, of course. Yeah, and these guys, these Polish artillery guys, they've got baby Wojtek with them. And Wojtek is still only like a year old. He's got no mother or family, and he also has difficulty swallowing. Oh. I know. So the Polish soldiers, they, uh, they quickly became Wojtek's adoptive family. And in true Polish fashion, they fed him condensed milk in an old vodka bottle. I mean, how else are you gonna do it? Right, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's lying around. You reuse it. Reuse, the baby? reduce, recycle. No, the vodka! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Reuse your babies. Save the planet. <laughs> I can see it now. Yeah. <laughs> so it was... Vo mm -hmm. 
We're... Sorry, I'm I'm really really pushing on this second beer. I'm I good. can hear. I can hear. Ugh. Yeah. Drain. What the fuck? Cut it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not thinking before I'm. I meant as in ah, I, these beers have really numbed my the uh, the part of my brain that says no. <laughs> Okay. You know, just go for it, and we'll cut out whatever we have to. Okay, but you gotta cut these things out, because... I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> alright, alright. I'm just going. Okay. <laughs> just beep it at... Drain that. <laughs> okay. As Wojtek grew, they also started feeding him fruit, honey, syrup, marmalade, and other sugary foods that were easy to swallow, and sugary for some reason right okay i mean it's what they have okay yeah but of course okay. these guys are in the middle of nowhere or at least in the middle of the east in the middle east oh <laughs> so they're bored one night after trekking it out <laughs> and they think hey why not give our little friend some beer oh god <laughs> So they give Wojtek, baby Wojtek, some beer. Oh my god. And Wojtek fucking loves beer. <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much immediately becomes his favorite drink. <laughs> oh man. So next, the soldiers are like, hell, why not give him some cigarettes to smoke? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so they put a cigarette in his mouth, they light it, and Wojtek learned how to smoke. At age, like, one and a half. God uh, damn! He also enjoyed eating the cigarettes. Uh, well, of he, course he did, he's one! Right, he would he would smoke them at some points, eat them at others. Because God, God is a little can you, plan. Can you imagine, like, sticking a cigarette in a baby's mouth, lighting it up, and, like, chortling away with your friends? I mean, that's how I was raised, but... I mean, I'm sure, but, like... Wow, what a different <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> it's war, man. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so, sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, um... God. Now I have to apologize to you. Hmm. <laughs> so, I'm doing something right now, through What's this whole episode fuck? up until this point. And, oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, I was going to try and do this the whole episode long. But as I was writing down this episode on our not script, I figured um, if I continue doing this thing, we'd lose significant cuteness points on the cuteness factor scale. Okay. So I'm going to stop what I'm doing and come clean right now. Oh, God. So everything I've told you so far is true. Okay. But Wojtek is not a human. What? He's a Syrian brown bear cub. Uh, they taught the cub to smoke cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he'd hold them in his paws and he'd smoke. <laughs> Are you kidding? No way! Yes. That's, okay. Alright, I have internet. I'm Googling this right now. I gotta see a picture of this bear smoking a cigarette. I don't know if there's a picture of that, but there are definitely pictures of Wojtek. Oh, Jesus. He's a bear. <gasps> Oh yeah, he's so cute! I know. So that changes the story a bit. Everything I told you is still true. One of the emblems for the artillery supply company. I'm getting there. (laughs) Alright, alright. I won't spoil it, but God. 
Now you know. <laughs> so they've got this little brown bear who's very quickly growing. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's become a part of their company. And they oh love God. it. He loves it. It's so cute. Okay. Now, <laughs> just hang on. It's going to get cuter. So, now for the cuteness. Okay. As as these uh, Polish soldiers are traveling through the Middle East, Wojtek more and more started to act like a Polish soldier. Because these are his brothers and his fathers, basically. It's his new family. <laughs> right. So he was often found smoking and drinking with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> They're just in a circle, smoking and drinking. <laughs> After a long day's march, he enjoyed wrestling with the boys. <laughs> wow. He uh, he learned how to march on his hind legs next to the lads. <laughs> no way. Yeah, and he, he apparently preferred to uh, walk on his hind legs like a human. Wow. And then he learned how to salute. <laughs> no. Because all the other soldiers were doing it. <laughs> it's the best. It's so freaking cute. Oh my so, gosh. So obviously everybody loves Voitek. <laughs> right. And his name is Happy Warrior. <laughs> it's so cute. Okay, so Oh god. <laughs> these Polish soldiers and civilians just love him and they're taking care of him. And local Syrians and Iraqis are coming around just to see this bear soldier who's, you know, totally docile, just friendly, loves humans, thinks he's a human probably. <laughs> it's it's adorable. Well, oh God. eventually the group reaches British-controlled Egypt, and uh, the Brits are like, okay, so we're fighting in Italy, and we need we could use your help. So these Polish, uh, this 22nd Artillery Company or whatever, they're being prepared to be shipped to Italy to fight in the Italian front. Uh, and here's where they run into a, a problem. Right. Yeah, the Brits forbid, of course the British forbid this, but they, they forbid any mascot or pet animal to be shipped alongside soldiers because it's seen as a waste of space and resources. I mean, I guess that's fair. It's, I, I guess so, but it's, come on, you've got a pet bear. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, so, the Polish 22nd Artillery Supply Company are not going to give up Wojtek. They've... Totally bonded with him. So, they, uh... They draft him into the Polish military. <laughs> so it is now Private Wojtek, the Syrian brown bear. And the Brits are like, well, okay, that, that passes. Yeah, we can ship him off now. He's a part of the army. <laughs> they got the documentation and like, fuck it, you know? He's a bear. What do we care? He's gonna probably kill some Germans. <laughs> we, sure. We need all the men we can get. Of course, the British Empire is allowing animals to fight in their ranks, but... Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so Wojtek and his Polish boys are shipped off to Italy, and uh, <laughs> in Italy, once they arrive, he sleeps in a tent, a military tent, just like the rest of his fellow comrades. That's, of course he does! <laughs> he's a soldier, goddammit, he's got a <laughs> job to do. Yeah. But barely a soldier, though. Ha! 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 I quit. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> You're on your own, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. No, I'd never quit. I would never leave you. So, the fun... The fun is about to end. Because 
it's World War II after all, and they are on the front lines. Right. So, during this famous battle called Monte Cassino in Italy, uh, mm. the, the Polish company, they're deployed to supply Allied artillery. So they're not actually on the front, but they're right bef behind it, making sure all the cannons go boom, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So the Polish soldiers, they're, they're running around, they're soon busy in the back lines, picking up boxes of ammo, carrying the boxes to various trucks, and then stacking the boxes on these trucks so that the trucks can take them to wherever the ammo is most needed, right? And Wojtek right. is just watching this all. He's just sitting there, probably on his hind legs, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and then he throws the cigarette to the ground, puts it out with his back paws, and he walks on over to the ammo starts picking up the boxes, and then joins his boys in loading the ammo boxes onto the trucks. He's a true soldier of <laughs> <He> Poland. <is>. <laughs> so he continues to do this, carrying around oh. just... He, he starts carrying what it would take four humans to carry, just stacks of heavy ammo. And wow. then he takes it over to the trucks, nicely stacks them, and then goes about his business, you know, grabbing the next load. And... <laughs> He does this, he doesn't drop anything. Like, it's a perfect job. He he does it. And, and because of this, after the battle, Wojtek was promoted to the rank of corporal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this at this point, like you saw, that the 22nd Artillery Supply Company changed their emblem to that of a bear carrying an artillery shell. I mean, all's fair in love and war. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it's a really cute emblem. It's, I, I would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I might get it just to put it on my backpack. <laughs> right, yeah, it's so great. And there's a story behind it, too. It's adorable. A true story. Yeah. Mm. So Wojtek stayed with his unit for the rest of the war, doing what he could to help the Allied cause. And uh, after the war, his company was moved to Scotland... In order to wait and see uh, when they could return home to Poland, which was now behind the Iron Curtain under Soviet control. Which is just, you know, yeah. it wasn't a great time to be a Polish person. Um, no. Like most of history, actually. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, so they're in Scotland, and of course, every the Scots just love the bear. They're like... <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't love a bear that can stand on his hind legs and smoke a cigarette and drink a brewski with the boys? I mean... Right. Yeah, that's it's just amazing. So, the Polish-Scottish Association makes Wojtek an honorary member. Because, why Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. If you Do have that the, shit. If you have the opportunity to make a bear a part of your group, y you make that decision. You do that. Yeah. Right! <laughs> so, after a little while after, his company was finally demobilized, and Wojtek was given to the Edinburgh Zoo, where he spent the rest of his life happy and cared for. Uh, his fellow Polish soldiers, the people from the 22nd, they would often visit him to say hi, and then they'd toss cigarettes to him from, you know, the top of the, the zoo railing or whatever. <laughs> and he, he would just munch up the cigarettes because he loved them. 
My God, I was going to say they couldn't toss him a lighter, too. I know, no, he'd just munch him up. And apparently he knew who they were, and he would be happy to see them, because, hell, he had served in the trenches with them. That's right, brothers in arms. Right, yeah, and those who shed blood with me shall be my brothers. Right. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it for his adult life. But wow, damn, I love it. It's just the <laughs> cutest thing ever. That was the best surprise I've heard you bring to the show i know i usually usually my surprises are number one disappointing and number two completely at your expense yes i've i'm giving back a little bit to society here to you well bless you my boy (laughs) (laughs) thank you now tell me about edgar Allan poe's drunkenness as i uh break open this third beer third yeah it's only your third i thought you'd already had three well, I'm on three. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, I don't have a fourth, so I'll have to... Oh, damn. I don't know. I'll have to Those... stick up my neighbor or something. <laughs> Rob a convenience store. store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I hear there's uh... I hear there's a couple of good liquor stores to hit in Salem. <laughs> there are. Uh, they've made their doors uh, James-proof, though. Oh? Which means What's that they... Like? Well, they just have handles. oh god okay Mm. so let's talk about edgar Allan poe's end in death yes yes so on september 27th 1849 edgar Allan poe leaves richmond virginia on his way back to new york Mm. and then he vanishes for like a week oh okay (laughs) yeah i mean remember the last time we left him he was like super depressed and he was failing at almost everything except his writing yeah so if a depressed person disappears in new york city well well i mean he didn't disappear in new york he disappeared in the the countryside between virginia oh uh, okay and new york i was gonna say well that's better odds than in new york city because if it's in new york city some fisherman's gonna be pulling up something in a net but yep (laughs) that's much better okay so the next time we actually hear from him though Mm-hmm. He's found sitting in complete delirium. Oh my god! In a bar in fucking Baltimore. Oh, the worst place to be. I know. And mm-hmm. a guy named Joseph Walker finds him and asks him what the hell is going on. And Poe basically says, "Something's wrong, and I'm not sure what. Please send a letter to Doctor Snodgrass." <laughs> If your doctor is named Dr. Snodgrass, you need to get a new doctor. Yeah. Well, it's pretty clear that something's wrong. (laughs) And the number one thing was that Poe was apparently blitzed out of his fucking mind. Not a surprise. (laughs) Yeah. He was also wearing clothes that were not his. Okay. (laughs) They didn't fit. He was wearing a straw hat. An old coat, shoes worn down to the heels, and fucking pantaloons. Oh, oh, what, yeah. what a what a case. <laughs> yep. When he was asked what the hell happened, Poe just sort of drunkenly slurred things that people couldn't understand. Okay. <laughs> so they're like, "Explain yourself, sir," and he's like, <laughs> "What the hell is wrong with you?" <laughs> and he's like. We hope to keep people entertained as we talk about dead people and what they did in their lives. <laughs> he pulls a Patreon account out of his hat. Here, 
Take it. <laughs> so anyway, he's confined to a drunk tank for the night. Oh, um, sorry, a what? <laughs> a drunk tank? What is that? You don't know what that is? No. Is it it's just like for... a jail cell for drunk people. Oh, okay. It sounds just... a lot more fun, but... <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like a drunk tank. I mean, it's not a... It's not a freaking well, Abrams thinking... with a <laughs> bottle of vodka guzzling through the gas pipe. I mean, I don't know. That's highly disappointing. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Because mm. you only have three beers. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, he was he was in this drunk tank, and throughout the night, he was just yelling, Reynolds. Okay. Reynolds! And no one knows who Reynolds actually was. Uh. Yeah, Great. and Poe was just in a terrible state. Mm -hmm. uh, the doctor caring for him, a guy named Moran, mentioned that he was uh, hanging out with some old chums later on. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go out with my buddies and grab a couple brewskis, and we're going to make a podcast and be failures. <laughs> um, to which Poe suggested, I mean, quite wisely, oh, no. that the best thing these podcasting friends could do together was to shoot one another. <laughs> He's not wrong. No, I know. So then Poe just kind of dies. <laughs> his <What>? final words. <laughs> his final words were reportedly, "Lord, help my poor soul." Yeah, poor soul indeed. Jesus. Yeah. And there's some shit about this. Like his last words were modified, possibly faked. You know, because. This is okay. a tale of woe. This is like something you can spread around. Like these are the evils of drinking, and this is what this was during a new, um, a new phase of like a, a dry movement. Like, hey, alcohol's bad for you, and well, everyone's like, I know, but it's still fun. <laughs> well, I'm totally speculating now, but yeah, like you said, I know there was some religious fervor that was mounting at this point in America. I wonder if it was changed to. See, this man knew that he had failed before the Lord because yep. he was a drunk poet. We will get there. We will get there. And now when you go to church, it's only drunk poets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so <clears throat> his last words were, Lord, help my poor soul. That is, according to Dr. Moran, oh. whose account of Poe's death is thrown into controversy. Right. Because he was the only guy to see Poe in his final days. Mm. On top of it, Poe's death certificate and all his medical records have been lost. Okay, convenient. There's a conspiracy theory about a very religious Bible translator murdering him because he drank and he was a public figure. Interesting. Um, some people think he actually caught rabies. Cholera, enzyme deficiency or something, syphilis, epilepsy. Wow. God damn it, do we really not know what killed Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> this sounds like a case for the pre-dead boys. We should give them a holler. And I was going to say, they'll figure it out. Just dive into it, yeah. But the bastard's dead, alright? Mm -hmm. And they bury him on a dark and gloomy day in a coffin that's so cheap it doesn't even have handles. <laughs> Just some guy with a two-wheeler dumps it into the pit. I mean, basically, there wasn't even a fucking pillow for the guy. Oh. It's just a pine box they dropped in a hole. <laughs> like, that's it. Whatever. Edgar Allan Poe. Whatever. Fucking pine oh. box. That's all we need. Oh. I mean, he was later reburied uh, oh. a couple of times. 
Uh, one time with actors, like, pretending to be his friends, watching the funeral, what? and they had, like, a wax corpse or some shit. Uh, and, and one of these times when he was reburied, the Undertakers dug up the wrong body. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, well. I, I know, I know. Now, okay, this is my yeah. very quick blurb on, on how Edgar Allan Poe looks right now. He looks like a fucking failure to me. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, a success in others, but a failure in, in many ways. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so what we've learned about Edgar Allan Poe makes him sound like not such a great guy, but it's possible that our impression of him in the modern day has been severely discolored by an hmm. anonymous letter sent to the New York Tribune. Oh, interesting. That basically said, yeah, y'all thought Poe was just a writer, but he's really a drug-addled, drunken mess, and sort of deserved it. Hmm. Uh, this was written by some asshole who actually knew Poe. I don't remember his name. Um, it, it's a stupid name. I don't remember. But, uh... Larry? No, it's something dumber than that. Mm. It's like Mordecai or something like that. <laughs> Um, okay. So yeah, he was basically he basically sent this letter in that was anonymous, and they didn't know who it was, and then they figured it out, and they're like, "Oh, you actually knew him." He's like, "Yeah, I did." Huh. Um, well. But yeah, so there's been a bit of a there's been a, a bit of revisionism on Edgar Allan Poe's reputation as an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, but to me, the story just makes perfect sense. It's it's the it's the useless bastard trail. <laughs> so his writings really became famous after his death. I'm, yes. I'm guessing, yeah. Yes. Pro- possibly because of all this controversy and, like, you know, the gloomy funeral day and, like, just being shoved into a hole, you know? Yeah. Well, um, hmm. And all his shit was super dark, too. Yeah. It, so, like, go ahead. And you haven't read it. You haven't read much, you said, right? No. Well, this is, of course, my opinion, but I love Edgar Allan Poe, and I know that's what every millennial hipster says. <laughs> But he his works are phenomenal. So if you haven't read it, if you haven't if you haven't read his works, uh, go if read them. Can read. Yeah, if you can read. Yeah. But uh, the F- Fall of the House of Usher, Telltale Heart, Pit in the Pendulum. There are so many good ones, and a lot mm. of them are pretty short too. So it's easy to read. Uh, but great, great works and creepy yeah. too. Creepy ass <laughs> works. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so for some reason, this description of Poe being like a drug addicted alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, they were later mostly discredited. Okay. Um, but the the image of a disturbed, freaked out author who wrote crazy, crazy shit, like that's what the public remembered mm. as a tragic character and something like a t- uh, like a cautionary tale for the little kitties about. Don't drink, shit like that. I mean, huh. it, it's it's pretty clear that he was used as like an example of what happens if you drink. But right, um, right, you know. So yeah. I don't know. There might be some veracity to the claims that he was an alcoholic. There might not be any. We really just don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. But it, it seems like a lot of these, you know, negative legends have their their base in truth, but then they're just blown out of proportion for propaganda. <laughs> I don't know. That's completely yeah. speculative. I don't know anything about Poe's life other than what you've just told me. Mm. Yeah. I liked the story, though. It, yeah, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, how did, uh, Vojtek die? The French army had entered Toledo. The Inquisition was in the hands of its enemies. What? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Oh, that's good. Is it? Because I didn't write it. Poe wrote that. <laughs> that's the ending <laughs> that put in the pendulum. Anyway, so, Vojtek, which is Corporal Vojtek to you. Um, okay. <laughs> He died in 1963 at the age of 21. He had a very happy end of end of his life. He lived in the, the zoo. And at his death, he weighed nearly 490 pounds and stood at six feet tall. And everybody loved him. Everybody still loves him. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a bear that smoked and drank beer and was, like, super happy to see his boys. I mean, how do you not love it? And fought the fucking Nazis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So there's there's a statue of him in Krakow, which I was told by a Polish man the other day. I said, "Oh, well, he he said he was from Poland," and I somehow I brought up Krakow, and he was like, "You fucking idiot! It's not Krakow, it's Kraków." Um, I don't know if that's true, but did he say that to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, I'm not Polish. It's going to be Krakow to me because, I don't know. I mean, Have you ever seen more... a cow done crack? A crack have cow. Ever, have you ever heard the sound of a gun? It's Krakow, yeah, not exactly. Krakow. <laughs> so, Krakow, or whatever. Yeah, so there's a statue of, of Wojtek there. Uh, there's also one in Scotland of him walking with a, a Polish soldier at his side, which is super cute. Amazing. There's a there's a plaque memorial to him at the Imperial War Museum in London. He showed up in, in movies and songs. It, it, he's got a great legacy, and he totally deserves it because he's so cute. There's probably some fucking anime out there. About him. There is, okay? There <laughs> actually think, is? Yeah, there's a whole... <laughs> I, th I, I, th I know there's something with anime to do with his life, but I want to say there's a Polish anime series about his life. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, so just a great... Just a great bear. What a great way to end the show. Just talking about a happy bear serving with his boys. The happy know. warrior. <laughs> yep. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think that's I think that's about it. Shall we head to the surface? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> I'm going to find a Syrian brown bear and adopt it. That's a killer idea. And then I'm going to use it as an excuse to buy more cigarettes for myself. <laughs> the bear made me do it. <laughs> he likes cigarettes. It, it's, it's not me. Look, if, if I was addicted, I could quit anytime I wanted to. Or I, I couldn't. <laughs> I've had a lot of nicotine and alcohol, but I'm not addicted. What are You'll you going to do fine, for buddy. <laughs> For the rest of your life? Did I say life? I said life. life. I meant day. I wish I knew, but I'll probably end up like Edgar Allan Poe. Mm -hmm. It's like getting in the military, quitting, getting Quit. drunk. Yeah, quitting. And just appearing with clothes that aren't mine, and dying in a cell yelling for whatever the guy's name. Reynolds? Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs>
I already yell for Reynolds. Uh, yeah. All honest men do. Mm. Well, I think it's time to bring the show to an end for today. Feel free to send all your hate tweets to WTADP Podcast. We will read all of them and not along. If you hate us, you're probably right. If you like us, though, please consider funding the show by becoming a patron on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash We Talk About Dead People. And if you don't want to become a patron, we have a digital, chip jo- t- digital tip jar. That's WTADP. And then we have Venmo, which is WTADP. 50 bucks, 20 bucks, as little as a dollar. Oh, God, I'm so... I'm, man, am I drunk? What the fuck? 50 bucks, 20 bucks, even as little as a dollar, as much as it costs to eat. Edgar Allan Poe's face helps tremendously. Our cover art was created by the extremely gifted Ian Patterson of Ian Patterson Illustration. You can view more of his phenomenal work at www.ipattersonillustration.com. With all that being said... We'll close out and let the sounds of literature play you out. I can't read. Sun come up with you by my side